on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed I don't know, man uh, Got a couple, couple more what, what? Point one million we, 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 no, we'll fast forward we a couple at? of minutes. We're getting there. Yeah, we're, 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 we'll, we'll go forward a little bit because some of the stuff we've actually hit on. Uh, point number five. Let's just skip to point number five. This is a good one. Elections. Elections. Where yes. Chuck Schumer would say erections. Well, we can talk about those too. <laughs> They're both a problem facing America. <laughs> <laughs> it is a problem with obesity. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I mean, you know, they cardiovascular disease. Yeah. They're all linked together. So so. MSM will have you to believe that Joe Biden breaks Obama's record for most votes ever cast for a U.S. presidential candidate. Uh, this guy right here, 81 million votes. What are we going to do about the election? Yeah, so massive lies. All right. First, let's also go in and let's lay out the statistical case. And yep. let's, then let's lay out the factual case for what's happening. And we could talk about this for hours. I'll just, I'll just do some of the, the top lines. All right. In the United States of America... There are 19 bellwether counties. So out of the hundreds of counties in the United States of America, there are 19 that are bellwethers, which means that ever since 1980, they've gotten the presidential election right. So these are counties where Reagan won in 80, Reagan won in 84, H.W. Bush in 88, Clinton in 92, so on. In other words, these counties have been right in every presidential election for the last 40 years. Okay, And what happened in 2020? Donald Trump when 18 of those 19 counties. Now, if you were an insurance adjuster, if you were looking at any system and you said, I've got thousands of variables and there are 19 variables which have been right for the last 40 years. And suddenly in this election, they're saying, all those variables are saying that 18 of those 19 went for President Trump. You'd say, we got to investigate. Now, that alone doesn't necessarily mean that there's fraud, but it would suggest to you, again, if you're just looking at this objectively, there's a massive prima facie case for there being fraud. Then you look at places like Pennsylvania, which President Trump won in 2016. You had hundreds of thousands of additional Republicans register between 16 and 20, and you had 12,000, I believe it was, additional Democrats register between 16 and 20, and then they're going to claim that President Trump lost. You look at the factual evidence, you look at the ballot harvesting in Georgia, which did happen and is now under investigation. You look at people in Michigan who testified under oath that they were ordered to illegally backdate ballots. You look at the things that I saw when I went down to Maricopa County in Arizona twice to see the election audit on the front lines. There was massive fraud in the 2020 election. Now, what do we do about it? There, there are a lot of things that need to be done legislatively. First, you have to pull back and you have to recognize the problem isn't just the left. The reason why we're in the situation that we're in is because of rhino corruption and cowardice. In state after state after state, rhinos refuse to do a full and complete investigation of what happened in the election. So it's not just the left and their theft. It's not just Zuckerberg and his Zuckerbucks. It's actually rhinos who failed to actually dig into what, to what happened. Now, there are some practical things that we can do. One of the things we're doing on my campaign is that we're signing up hundreds of volunteers so that people can actually go out to the polls. So you think about what happened in Virginia, where actually the Republicans won. Well, one of the differences between the 2016 and the 2021 election, I'm sorry, the, between the 2020 and the 2021 election 
was that in Virginia in 2020, I think they only had like 33%. This is directionally, right? It might've been high 20s, low 30s of all of the billets manned, meaning places where people could go as election observers and poll watchers. Because of all of the attention around fraud in this last gubernatorial election, 98% of all of those positions were manned. People signed up not just to vote, but to become poll watchers and to get engaged. That's only part of the answer. A lot of it has to do with laws that need to be passed and investigations that need to be done. But I do want to give people a word of hope that you can and you must get out and vote. One of the things that the left wants you to do is to stay at home and not vote. Because if you don't vote, your vote certainly won't be counted. You've got to get out and vote. And there are ways to do a lot more than that to get involved, to make sure that we've got fairer elections. Oh, your vote will be counted, just not for who you want to be counted for. Listen, you're going to vote. What's this? uh, (laughs) What's this? This is something that confuses me uh, because I've never heard an actual explanation for this. What is this bogus argument of voter ID being racist of some sort? Like what? what, oh, do, what come on, you it know, is you, one. I know that, but I want to hear like Eric's a Rhodes Scholar, dude. Like maybe I'm missing some things. Okay, like you're missing nothing. Okay, okay, you're, 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 you're missing nothing. It is one of the most ridiculous and disrespectful arguments that is put forward by the left. The idea that black people can't get an ID is completely and totally disrespectful. When you go out on the streets and you actually ask people, like I think that the stats are, it's, it's a vast majority of black voters believe, as a vast majority of Americans do, that if you're gonna vote, you should show up and show an ID, that we should have secure elections. It is not controversial among people. This is one of those ideas that the elitists and the media and the left pushes over and over and over again, and it is not true. Same same thing with we should allow illegal immigrants to vote. What, it, what, are, what are we talking about here? What are we, we? This is America, man. Like we're Americans. Citizens vote. That's right. Citizens vote. That's the whole I, idea. If it yeah. were me, and I know you, you may not agree with this, but like my personal view is like if you don't pay taxes, you don't get a vote because if you're not contributing, I don't, I don't really care what you have to say. I, that's my personal opinion. So don't elect like me if you ever, want that. Did you, ever well, see, did you ever see Starship Troopers? Yeah. Okay. Like there was that back, the Starship Troopers idea of the Republic was that like to become a citizen, you had to serve. Yeah. To become a citizen, you had to contribute, right? Now, the founding fathers were brilliant and they created a fantastic bill of rights. Like looking back, one of the things that I think might have made the Republic even stronger was a bill of responsibilities, right? That to be a citizen, there are also certain things that one must contribute. Yeah. Well, one of the voting uh, obligations back then was you had to own land, correct? Yeah, back. Well, I, they had a lot know. of rules too back then. Yeah, but the, the, like, yeah, no yeah, yeah, let's yeah. not talk yeah. about all those here, guys. Yeah. yeah. No. All right, we come, now we're part of them. Let's we, look let's over here, but not over there. But come a long way. Yeah, but but the point is, like, you know, it, it's citizens who should vote. And we need to also have leaders who are willing to say to citizens that, like, there are things that citizens must do to help to protect the republic. People have to find ways to serve. You have to find ways to serve your country. You have to find ways to serve your community. That's part of what it means to actually be to be a. And citizen. they've worked that out of culture, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something that like our grandfathers and our dads 
They, they did. They didn't have to say it. Yeah, because they knew it. They knew it. Yeah, they felt it. It was not something you even had to mention. Now it's, because of course everybody had to find a way to contribute. Yeah. Now it's now it's. Uh, you what know, can you take? Huh? Now it's all about which. What, what can you take? Yeah. Well, and how fast you can get it. Yeah. Somebody else will do it. Yeah. Kennedy had a good line for that. Yeah. It's real, man. Uh, let's go to topic number four real quick, guys. Stop, uh, we're counting now. So this is the fourth most pressing issue to the American public. You can uh, count backwards? Yeah. Wow. I can do a lot of things backwards. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I needed some fucking comeback for that, uh, man. That was, that was a bad take, one. Take go back to comeback away. school. Take that trophy away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm taking fourth, one of your trophies. <laughs> the fourth most pressing uh, issue for Americans, the economy, obviously, right? So we're talking about inflation. Um, January 31st, 2021, inflation was 1.4%. Here we are, February 28th, 2022, 7.8. Uh, and of course, everything's Putin's fault right now. Um, let's, uh, let me ask Eric, cause he's definitely the smartest person in the room. Um, if they could print as much money as they want, why are we paying taxes at all? Yeah, exactly. Well, look, here's what, here's what's happening when in, if you look back at history, Every single society that has tried this, you can look at at the at, at certain um, Chinese empires. You can look at Henry VIII. You can look at 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 at, uh, at Spain. You can look at France. Every time a society has tried to just print money, it leads to collapse. It doesn't work, and everybody knows in their heart there is no free lunch. You cannot just continue to print money. And their absurd policies, what's happening with this inflation also, keep in mind, who does this really hurt? It hurts the middle class. Who does this really hurt? It hurts wage earners. All of these, all of the fat cats, all of the elitists who, who own stocks and all of these companies who own a lot of assets, right? They're going to come out of this just fine. Everybody who's listening to this, who's trying to build a small business, who, who, who's, who's, who's a wage earner, those are the people who are being assaulted by all of these absurd policies. Yeah. And, and, you know, you correct me if I'm wrong on this or if I'm off, um, but this all plays into the whole entire globalist agenda that's going on. Like they're not just trying to deconstruct the laws and the morality and the civilness of our society. They're trying to kill the money too. And what you're seeing now is you're seeing China and Russia band together. The ruble is now backed by gold. Now we have to pay for fuel in Russia in the ruble. And what people, the, the regular people of America don't understand is basically what's happened now is uh, the, 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 the table has been set for the American dollar to no longer be the global currency. And think about also just at a super simple level. It's really bad for us. Yeah, it's very, very bad yeah. for us. And think about it at a super, super simple level, how destructive these policies have been and how quickly, okay? Mm -hmm. Energy affects everything and it affects the price of everything. Every item that you buy at the grocery store that was delivered there, part of the price of that has to do with the energy that it takes to transport it. Anything that is constructed, it takes energy. Well, where were we at the end of President Trump's presidency? America was the number one energy producer in the world. And if when I'd been in Iraq in 05, 06, or 06, 07, and somebody had said America is going to be the number one energy producer in the world, it would have seemed like a fantastical dream. But we got there. And immediately, what did Joe Biden do on his very first day in office? Killed he it. kills the Keystone XL pipeline. It was an assault on America's 
energy strength and American energy independence. And again, we cannot any longer believe that this is just because people have a difference in philosophy. That is hurting every single American. And everybody sees now because of the prices at the gas pump, this is all because they're killing, uh, killing America's energy independence, spending recklessly, and then they want to turn around and they think that people are dumb enough to believe that it's Putin's fault. Right. It's not. Right. It's not. Unfortunately, I think some people do. Well, some people do, but like those, but I think, listen, man, they're trying to bring back COVID right now. Right. All right. Like the, what, you know what that means? That means what Eric just said is true. People aren't buying it. Okay. People aren't, people didn't buy this, this thing in Ukraine, the way that they presented it. Uh, people aren't buying the slap of Will Smith. Right. Like people. So now what is it? Oh, we have yeah, my but, <laughs> let's roll Fauci back out well, of the there, stage. There's that like, classic. I think it was a Lincoln quotation, right? Right, that you can feel some, you can fool some of the people all of the time, yeah, and you can fool all of the people some of the time, but you cannot fool all of the people all of the time. And people have seen through their COVID tyranny nonsense. They've seen their through their their foreign policy nonsense in Afghanistan. They've seen through their their economic nonsense, given what's happening here. People, and they've seen through the mainstream media lies. They understand the Hollywood agenda. People are, have seen what is what the left is doing, and all of these institutions. They'll never be able to put that back in this box either. No, they man. can't. Pandora's no, box can't. on this is open because once you see it and once you understand it which is what, you know, a, a lot of us have been trying to get you guys to understand. And, and we've, been, we've taken some arrows for it, right? Like, you know, a lot of people don't Short like time. what I had to say. A lot of people don't like what you had to say. Um, but the truth of it is, is what we've been trying to do is get you to understand the big picture because once you understand the big picture, you're going to be real mad, okay? I'll tell you what happens. Here's, here's what happens in my experience. Yeah. Lots of people, like people, a lot of these things are hard to stomach. The idea that you have people in the country who are actively trying to destroy it, that's a hard idea to come to grips with. The idea that they would do something that they know is going to purposefully hurt kids with disabilities with this COVID tyranny. The idea that they would open the border and allow this massive human trafficking operation. The idea that they'd let murderers loose. Those are hard things to actually come to grips with. But what happens, and you know, this is maybe an overused analogy, but you go back to the matrix blue pill, red pill thing. Mm -hmm. Once people take one step, they take one step into the truth and they take the red pill and they step outside of the world of fantasy and they start going to other sources for podcasts, for information. And they start to see, oh my gosh, all of these things. And they look at CNN and they look at NBC and they look at ABC and they look at CBS and they see, oh my, these are all lies. And people start to see it with their, with their own eyes and people start to see more and more clearly every day. And it's oftentimes they just take one step. They have one experience that shows the lies that they're telling don't meet the reality that they know. And it opens a window. And then all of a sudden that giant edifice of lies, that giant blue pill matrix of the mainstream media and Hollywood and the Uniparty and all of the politicians and all of their lies, they see it for exactly what it is. True, man. Number three, finish these up real quick, guys. Of course, the third most pressing issue facing Americans they're concerned with is crime. Crime's a big one. Now, this was this was beautiful. Well, I got a really good idea on this. Yeah. Like this, dude, I want to revolutionize crime. Yeah, but it, it was right, everybody ready? Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna let all the prisoners out of prison. All right, we're gonna let them out. And they're they because we let them out, they're not gonna do anything bad, and our crime's gonna go down. 
well, we're going to hire a therapist. We're going to put him in the street. Well, you got the first part right. <laughs> we yeah. have therapy in the street with the criminals from jail. And we're going to talk Hold through on. this. And then let's also, let's also, because they're going to be such great citizens, let's also defund the police and, you know, let's also take away guns. Unless, you know, this is going to be good. Unless not I'm excited. Unless not prosecute him in Listen, on the rebound. This is going to make a utopia, man. We're all going to be happy. It's going to be great. We're going to be able to go to downtown and go to dinner. Never again. Never again. Like, dude. <laughs> that was a perfect storm, man. That's exactly what they did. <laughs> yeah, but like, fuck. Yeah. See the big picture. Right. Why do we let criminals on the streets? COVID. Oh, so crime will go up. Why do we want crime to go up? Oh, so we can come into the community and promise to fix the crime problem. Holy shit. I'm, it, yeah. Dude, I'm either the dumbest motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> I'm literally either the dumbest person on the planet. Or? Or I'm the second dumbest. <laughs> like, dude, I can't. I, Here's I, one of the things that's so disgusting about, like, the willful, the willful misrepresentation of facts by the left. You can read the Washington Post, the New York Times, and they will see a historic rise in the murder rate. And again, it's very important if you care about people to not just think in terms of statistics, okay? When we're talking about thousands of extra deaths in the country, think about that. Think about what that's like to have a family member, to have a neighbor, to have one person in your community who is shot and killed because of this. And you've got thousands of extra murders tearing families and communities apart. And yet, You'll have the Washington Post and the New York Times write things like, no one knows why crime is suddenly on the rise. <laughs> well, you know what? People do know. People do know. When you allow all of these vicious assaults against police officers and you attack them and attack them and attack them, it not only emboldens criminals, but it makes it harder for our police officers to do their job. When I came back from Iraq, one of the things that I did was I worked with and, and trained with police officers. And people have to recognize that the profession of policing is built on the willingness of every police officer to make hundreds of difficult decisions every night. You make a decision. Am I going to go talk to those guys or not? The woman who gave me that tip last week, should I go check in on her or not? Am I going to proactively stop this suspicious car or not? Am I going to go have this conversation or not? And what's happened is because the police are constantly under assault, especially by Soros-funded prosecutors, a lot of them have pulled back and said, well, I'm not going to try that because I might get in trouble. I'm not going to try that and I might get in trouble. They've put all of the police officers who are there on their back feet. And as you've seen, a historic rise in retirements. It's much harder to recruit. All of this because the left has allowed this, this vicious and terribly untrue attack on our police officers. Well, we should send... $20 billion to Ukraine. That's a good idea. Right. Instead of putting it into our policing right. in our right. own country where or, our own or, or, people or, or, are being our, killed. Or our own border. That's or, right. Or, or six months before our uh, midterms, Bro. we'll uh, fund the police again. Or just give it straight to Pfizer and we didn't have to go through all COVID. Yeah, no shit. You know what I mean? Hey, man, here's your profit channel and let's, leave let, us, fuck alone. let us all go fucking do our shit. <laughs> You're going to print this shit anyway. I mean, it don't matter. <laughs> Dude, it's it's insane, man. I actually I think really, in, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think the inflation economy I think the economy is a bigger issue than people understand because I just don't Sal, they're gonna drive it to zero. Well that's their intent. Well, the the two the, the two astounding factors here, the only two forms of currency that have never been crushed are the dollar and the pound. Okay, so time's on our side. If you're taking your stats of the nineteen counties, time's on the dollar side because it still is the world's economy and it still is the world's currency. So there's no other economy that is 
resilient as ours. There's no other place to invest the money in the world versus the U.S. stock market. It's still the best ROI. So we do have a lot of things working our advantage. The problem is, is the, the, the standard person doesn't understand what just happened with inflation. To Eric's point in regards to energy, the energy inflation that's going to come across the common American's plate is far more than it is today. I mean, it's going to get worse. Way worse. I mean, I, we buy in the futures market. So we're out in June, July, <clears throat> August, September. And this is problem is not getting better. It's getting worse because now labor increases are going up because it costs people to go to work. And okay, well, what type of energy does it take to run the plant, to, to get the, to the raw good to the plant, to manufacture the plant, to get the finished good back out to society, to UPS, to USPS. I mean, the standard common uh, inflation that we see it, oh, it's 7%. No, it's not 7%. It's going to be 27% by the, time, by the time this is all said and done. And it's going to be a problem of, you know, can Americans afford to live? Well, now compound that with, uh, with limited production on purpose. Well, and, you know, China gets, goes after Taiwan. Now we got ourselves in a real bad shitstorm. Well, you know, get what you order. You get what you order. Yeah. We did it, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The second most pressing issue for Americans. I, some, some people try to warn people. Okay. There was people out there like Eric and I and other people Randy. who have been trying to warn people. And now... You know, it's like you say all the time, DJ. People don't care until it affects them oh, yeah. personally. Yeah. You know, problem is that once it starts, like, well, here, 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 here is here is some some good news, and here's some hopeful yeah. news. Okay, you can go anywhere around the state of Missouri and anywhere around the country. People know. It used to be that you thought, well, we got to let people know what's happening, et cetera. You can be in an auto body shop in Southeast Missouri and people know about the COVID lies. People know about the military disaster in Afghanistan. They know about what's happening at the border. They know about defunding the police. They know about inflation. Do they understand the globalist agenda? They do. Like they know who they Klaus do. Schwab is? I, think starting I don't, they, they might not know particular names, yeah. but people have a sense in their bones that things are wrong. And I'll tell you, like I was out in, in Kansas City and there was a group, a fantastic group uh, of women who'd never been involved in politics before. They called themselves the like-minded ladies. Okay. Mm -hmm. There were like 58 of them there. 56 had never been involved in politics before, but they saw everything that was happening. They saw what was happening in their kids' schools. They saw what was happening with defund the police. And they said, no more. We're getting involved. You do have tens of millions of patriots around the country who are finding ways to step up because people do see what's happening. They may Good. not see all Good. of the details, but people know deep down in their gut, something is really, really wrong. And they also know no matter how old they are, this is the deepest crisis our country has faced in everyone's lifetime. Every, Everyone who is alive today. See, these guys right. who are 19, 20 years old, they, they think this shit is like normal. You know, like, like when, when they came out and they said, everybody wear a mask, and they had how many pandemics in our lifetime? Many. Um, and we never did that, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm saying, hey, listen, this is not what we do. Yeah. We don't shut down the country. Right. We don't do this. A lot of the 19 and 20, that's their first time, right? And they're like, oh, you don't care. You don't care about people. No, dude. I'm, rec I'm giving you my experience. Like, this is not what we do. We do not kill our economy. We do not uh, force people to take medicines. We do not do these things. This is not normal. And and I think part of the problem that the reason there's been such a lag is because social media is mostly younger people, right? So you don't have the older people who are on there saying uh, what I'm saying, right? They, you and I are yeah. similar in age, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, the, 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 the social media in general 
lacks life experience mm. as a, it's just part of what well, it is. And, and the censorship has gotten yeah. so incredibly Oof. terrible yeah. that, that you couldn't even have rational debates. I mean, the fact is we don't have to go down the COVID rabbit hole right now, but the fact is that if you actually read the CDC's own policies before COVID hit, it showed that masks didn't work. Yeah. They, and, and of course, well, that's actually the, not, not to cut you off, that's oh, actually the, the second pressing term is COVID-19. That's what Americans have And to be honest, we already about. found yeah. the rabbit. At well, the well, hold, okay. I do want to ask you a real, yeah. Yeah. a straight direct question. Yeah. Um, when you're elected, because yeah. I believe you will be elected, yes. um, will you advocate for holding these people accountable yes. for what they did? Yeah, Fauci needs to be tried. Yeah, okay. Fauci needs to be tried. And everyone who participated in this, everyone who, could, who, who participated in the COVID tyranny, they all need to be Try. All right. Thank you. I, I wanted people to hear that. How does that happen? I mean, what what's a what's a realistic likelihood of something? Well, they're like all that protected happening? right now, right? Yeah, but, I think I think what you have to have is you have to have patriots with courage who are in the United States Senate and in the U.S. House of Representatives, and then you probably also need to get a patriotic president who's willing to stand up and actually hold a trial for all of the all of the big pharma companies benefited from it and hid data you have to you have it anthony, anthony fauci yeah. the media the, uh, and as you know now and it's finally it's it's been revealed they actually paid a lot of these major media outlets took tens of millions of dollars to actually promote the vaccine right yeah. so and, and the social media organizations which have refused to they refuse to allow people to even ask basic questions you cannot say about the word science. vaccine you can't say the word yep. vaccine. Hydroxychloroquine. You can't say that. You get to platform, bro. People don't, a lot of people don't realize this. They knew this is, this is a release statement from the Pentagon. They understood that there were effective therapeutics in April of 2020. They knew this. And then they, they, they censored, deplatformed, ruined people's lives, killed people from denying them these therapeutics. For two years, how many people had their lives destroyed economically? Okay, they shut down your business. Uh, how many people died alone? No funerals. No, Dude, I think it's very important that you guys continuously remember what they did because it's easy to forget right now. It, ca it cannot be forgotten. The problem it is- It cannot though, be forgotten. Well, I'll never it forget. To, it has to yeah. be. I think the problem is, though, it's like once- once they realize that enough people are catching on to the shit, boom, here's the next distraction. Well, here's, you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, like, because yeah. COVID was coming out, right? Or, or yeah, even but look people, at the election but, Yeah, shit. but DJ, like Eric said, people are catching on because the, the, the narrative, like, okay, we just talk about the Ukraine narrative for, for a second. We don't right. have to get into details about it, but the first day it happened, who came out and told, hey, uh, this is the same shit they just did? Who did that? Uh, what, Randy, Randy Casella, that dude yeah. with the podcast, right? Dude, the podcaster. Okay. Yeah. So that dude put out a podcast and said, "Hey, uh, this is the exact same play, all right? Uh, Snake Island, right. uh, the Ghost of Kiev, blah 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 blah. Fly the flag, blah blah blah. Ra Where's the money going that's been raised for Ukraine? Right. Oh, it's going to the same people that did BLM. Oh, it's going to the same guy who doesn't like you very much. Okay, like we they fell for the play." Again, and dude, that's why I was so mad. I was so, remember how mad I was? Oh, yeah. I was so mad because I'm like, we cannot be as a country this way. We cannot be this way. They, they just lied to us. They took our freedoms. They ruined our businesses. They ruined people's lives. They killed people. 
Okay. And now we believe everything they say is true about this other situation. Yeah. Okay. It's not true. And we came out, we said, like I said, all that shit I said about on day one, which by the way, all was proven true. All okay. Um, now that narrative only took for about 10 days. And yeah, that's the thing. It, right. Every time like it's getting the, the, shorter and shorter. That's right. Yeah. So their, their ability to, to do these big manufactured crises to, to garner support is now they've, they've ruined the trust. They got hours. Right. Now. Like you said. Yeah. And, and so now people are learning where it took two years for everybody to see COVID. Most people saw the, the, the bullshit part of the Ukraine situation. Now I'm not saying it's made up. I'm not saying it's fake. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying they propagated the situation for their benefit hard. Okay. That took about 10 days for people to understand of how much that was, you know, now you have, uh, what's his name? What's the dude's name? Zelensky mm-hmm. on, on grant in the Grammys. Right. Right. Get the fuck out of here. bro. It's so like we went, we, we, we did, we did COVID-19 it, ridiculous. for two years. Once people started catching on, Right. And Listen, we were focused now, on the now, report. Now the shit's really coming out though. Now mm-hmm. it's now it's Hunter Biden's laptop. Now exactly. it's they were funding the, the development of biological weapons in Ukraine. Now it's they were funding the development of COVID. Now it's bro, these the wheels what, are falling what off. What you're seeing, people. what you're seeing is a great unraveling. Yeah, it's awesome. And this is this is what happens to evil. And it's actually it's worth t- taking a moment just to think about the nature of how evil operates. Okay. Evil operates and works when it is indiscriminate. Okay, so you think about a mass shooting event where somebody kills a lot of innocent people. The evil works by shooting into all of the innocent people. And this is what's hard about to be good. The good warrior has to actually aim and take out only the evil person. Evil can be indiscriminate, but the good has to be precise. Mm -hmm. Same thing with their lies. Evil lies can go everywhere, whether they're lying about coronavirus or lying about energy independence or lying about defund the police. Their evil works by indiscriminately lying about everything. And what's hard for people who are pursuing the truth is that the truth has to be precise. You have to actually specifically knock that lie down. But here's what's happening. It took years to uncover the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. It took years to uncover that Hillary Clinton's campaign had actually been spy. It had actually funded the Steele dossier. It took years to uncover that Hillary Clinton was actually spying on Donald Trump. It took years for all for in all of these different cases, and even now with Hunter Biden's laptop. Remember that whole thing where they lied. Big tech worked with the mainstream media to tell a massive lie right before the election with Hunter Biden's laptop. That's been revealed. The Trump-Russia collusion hoax has been revealed. Their attack on General Flynn's been revealed. All of these things. In my case, the George Soros-funded prosecutor was charged with seven felonies, finally just pled guilty. All of their fake attacks are more and more quickly revealed. This is a great unraveling of all of these evil lies. And so people should actually take heart. More and more people are seeing the truth every single day. Yeah, but where's the accountability? That, that, See, that, this, that's this great. is a huge, it's a huge issue that you, that you mentioned. Because one of the things that, that evil also does and the left does, there's no responsibility. Think, for example, about the military disaster in Afghanistan. Nobody okay? got held accountable. One of, the, one of the core principles in the United States military is that you are held accountable. Right? It's sure one of the core principles of your business. You take responsibility for what you do. And you know what? The military disaster in Afghanistan, everybody knows. We don't have to go into detail about how absurd that was. 
right? A group of fifth graders could have organized an evacuation better. Everybody knows you get your civilians out first. Everybody knows you hold on to your strategic air base in Bagram. Everybody knows you destroy your military equipment or get it out. You don't turn $85 billion over to the Taliban. Absolute, complete, and total disaster. And who was held responsible? No one. No one was held responsible. So one of the things that we have to do as we take the country back is that patriots have to come in and they have to hold people accountable for their failures and in some cases for their crimes related to COVID. We have to have people who are holding them responsible because right now the left, the rhinos, the political establishment, they benefit by holding no one responsible. Well, that's also a strategy too. That's a demoralization strategy. Yes. Okay. So a lot of people right now, they're, they're feeling like, what does it matter? What does it matter? Well, if you, if you adopt that attitude collectively, if we the people adopt that attitude collectively, we lose. Nothing will happen. We, we lose. Right. Listen, we, I will not leave this planet until these motherfuckers are held accountable. Okay? I don't care. I don't care about my business. I don't care about it. what they did. They ruined this country. They ruined people's lives. I am going to dedicate my entire life to making sure that is that never goes away until it's done. It's a huge deal. And like, dude, I cannot stand the fact that people, other humans, think that they are so above another set of humans that they can literally infect them with the disease, kill them, ruin their life. Like, like, dude, I'm getting pissed off, like even talking about it. Like, they think we are ants. They don't. They look at us as less than life. You, you understand? Yeah. Like they don't. They don't see us like us, the regular people of this country, as people. They see us as this thing that they can manipulate and work to their benefit. And that's wrong. It's wrong. Keep us happy, just happy enough and drunk enough to not do anything. It's it's, it's breadcrumbs and circuses, bro. It's the oldest game in the book. But I'll also say, again, just, just on, on a hopeful note, yeah. you look back historically and what happens is, this is, this is true of human nature. What happens is when people go through tremendous pain, they can often become wiser. People go through tremendous suffering, they become stronger. People have dealt with fear, they can become more courageous. And right now we have and have always had the most resilient nation in the face of the earth. So what's going to happen is either one of two courses. One is that we either absolutely collapse under all of this leftist pressure and we succumb to tyranny or patriots around the country are going to say enough. People are going to act with courage and all of this pressure that the left has put, the pressure they've put on public safety, the pressure they put on the economy, the pressure they put at the border, all of the military disasters, the assault on civil liberties, all of that pressure is actually going to lead people to stand up. And what you will see is a tremendous revival. It can happen. It can happen at an individual level and it can also happen at a national level, but people are going to have to stand up. People are going to have to stand up for that to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, I can feel it, dude. I, I, I also believe it will. Yeah. I believe it will. And I, and I will tell you this, this. This is the other thing. You look back historically, even when the odds have been incredibly long, the people who win are the people who care the most, right? So look, you and I have talked. I was a boxer, right? You yeah. ask yourself, like, you get, you get, some, you get people in, in, a, in, in a fight, right? Like, and that's true for, for a boxer. It's true in a, in, a, in a military conflict. Who wins? At the end of the day, a lot of times the person who wins is the person who wants it the most. 
Okay. And I'm telling you this, there are more people who love this country, more patriots who are willing to fight for it. And they want it. We want it. People are willing to stand up. And you look back historically also, I, I sometimes point out to people, like everybody's seen that, you know, we, we had the, the Boston Tea Party picture. Everybody's seen that painting of George Washington crossing the Delaware. Mm -hmm. Okay. It didn't look like that. <laughs> okay. When you go back and you, and you read about what they were really dealing with, they lost it in New York. They lost it Long Island. It's the middle of the winter. Most of his army, he's deserted him. It's Christmas Eve, it's, man. And, yeah. And George Washington goes around to his frozen, diseased, beleaguered camp of patriots. And he says, hey, I've got a great idea. Let's cross a frozen river on Christmas and attack the largest military superpower in the history of the world. Who's in? Sounded crazy, but you know what happened? Patriots stood up. Patriots got in the boats and they did that. And because of that, we have the country that we have. And that has happened in every generation. And anyone who thinks that they're going to count the American people out is absolutely wrong. The odds look long because they've got Hollywood, because they've got big tech, because they've got the mainstream media, because they've got rhinos who continue to stab us in the back. Yes, the odds look long, but I would tell everybody, take heart. We are going to take this country back. I agree, dude. I agree. On the rhino thing, real quick, what, what most people don't really understand, they, they think in terms of left and right. <clears throat> Do you believe, and rhino, for you guys who don't know, stands for Republican in name only. All right, basically, it's someone who has not, it's either someone who has manipulated their beliefs once they become in office or who has pretended to have certain beliefs to get into office and, and operate. How do people identify these people? It's actually pretty simple. Yeah. You just look at what they do. Mm -hmm. Okay, politicians lie all the time. Don't believe anything that they say, but look at what they in fact do. And ask yourself and ask them, what have they fought? And ask them, say, show me who your enemies are. Show me who your enemies are. Yeah. And you know what? If you're a rhino and you're getting nice write-ups in, in NBC and whatever, if you're a rhino and you're getting along fine with the mainstream media, that means that you're not a threat. Compromised. You're, you're, it, means, it means that you're compromised. It means that you're compromised. And so what people need to do is look at what people have actually done. And it's incredibly simple. Right, I'll give you just one example. Right here in the state of Missouri, this is one example, but affects everybody in the country. We have eight congressional seats in the state of Missouri. Missouri is an America first, Republican, pro-Trump, MAGA state, okay? We should have a seven to one congressional map. And I remind everybody, these congressional maps last for a decade. And it's super simple. The math is so simple. You can have a seven to one Republican map and the weakest Republican district is R plus 18. Okay. That's what the math says. You can be seven to one. And now what does what, that mean for the average person? For what that means for the average person is that you can have seven Republicans and one Democrat in the weakest Republican district has 18% uh, percent more Republicans than Democrats. These are all essentially Republican seats. You could have seven Republican seats and one Democrat seat. And here in Missouri, you've got a Republican Senate, a Republican House, and a Republican governor. And what kind of map are they putting forward? They're putting forward a map that is 5-3 or 6-2. They're giving away at least one, maybe two congressional seats for a decade to the likes of Nancy Pelosi and AOC. That's what they're doing. And you ask yourself, you can call them, you can, and, and this 
This is, this is an example in Missouri, but it applies to anybody around the country. And you just ask a very simple question. Why are you doing that? And what they don't want to do is they don't want to answer the question. Mm. Rhino corruption and cowardice works when people don't shine a light on it. When you have things like this podcast, when you've got Steve Bannon on War Room, when you've got other people who are willing to shine a light on it, then they freeze. But look at what people actually do. And again, ask them the question, who are your enemies? Who's attacking you? What do they say when people ask a question? Usually they make things up. They'll say like, oh, well, I had a lot of nasty comments on Twitter because I did X, Y, Z, or I, I launched this lawsuit against someone. Like it's some sort of thing that you can, people just smell, doesn't yeah. smell right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we mean for real. We mean for real. We mean that you are in the public square and you are fighting for us. So show us who's coming after you. Show us what you've really stood up for. Show us the real courage that it took. And you'll find that most of them can't answer the question. What else we got here, DJ? Uh, we got one more, our last topic before we get up out of here. Uh, the most controversial, the most pressing issue that the American public face is abortion. Mm. That's the number one. That's number. I, that cannot remember, be number. Bro, one. it's number. It's the number one the most one controversial. They, oh, controversial. Pressing, controversial. Yes, most yes. pressing issue is the abortion stance. That's what Americans have uh, are saying right now. That's that. That's yeah. what it is. I'm, I'm pro life. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Well, I'm pro-choice. This is something we talk about right, all the time. Right. Yeah. Wait, we, are you guys, not, you guys are like, is you fight now? Like, what happens next? <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's gonna say racist first? Like, what, what, what happens? Now? <laughs> hey, man, it is what it is. You know, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I think people are, are entitled in America to, to believe what they want to believe, and and. My my thing with uh, my personal stance on the abortion issue is I when I was younger I thought it was I thought it was more okay, um, and I was more pro choice then. I'm to the point now where I do not believe uh, personally in pro choice anymore. Um, in terms of like what I would choose, do I believe what I have an abortion? No, right? Okay. Um, even though I can get pregnant, <laughs> okay? I can get pregnant. Yes. But the point is, is that, you know, I don't believe that the government should fund um, these, these procedures. I don't believe that people's tax dollars should go to those procedures. Um, I, I believe that if people want to do that, it should be something that they pay for themselves or that is offered through some sort of private funding. Because I don't believe that people that don't believe in it, because if people have belief of pro-life right it's very strong belief I, I don't believe that they should have their tax dollars go to something that they don't believe in mm. so that's my take on it you know i think but at the end of the day i don't think the government um should have any say in, in bodily autonomy just like they can't give you a vaccine just like right. they can't so that's 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 where i'm at you know it's a complicated issue but that's what i believe you know yeah Hey, look, and this is this is yeah. one of the places. Andy yeah. and I have talked about this. Yeah. There are things that we disagree on. And That's he right. knows like I'm I'm pro-life, yeah. right? Yeah. And we can still have have really sure. solid conversations about this. Yeah. And I'm I'm very strongly pro-life. In mm -hmm. fact, when I was governor, I actually called a special session so that we could get pro-life legislation done. I think it's I think it's a, a for me, it's a fundamental issue. I believe that life begins at conception. I believe that the government should protect life. Mm -hmm. Now again. Andy and I can disagree on this and we can still have very fruitful conversations on lots of other issues and we can have respectful conversations um, about this. But 
Yeah, that's you know that's that's where I come down. On. I think the yeah. I think the I, I definitely could tell you one thing I don't agree with with being because I'm a freedom first guy, and um, but what I don't agree with is the is the marketing towards abortions, right? Like in society, like like it is now it's now celebrated almost like like the people on the far the far left and the act, the abortion activists. You mean like they swallow know, pills? Yeah, like they're taking yeah. pills in front of people, or they're you, they're making it seem like it's a form of legitimate birth control, and like you should just like ah, you know, no discretion. It doesn't matter. Like just do it over and over again. And really, what they're doing, and what I've come to realize. Um, is I think they're desensitizing people to the importance of a single life. Um, I think that's a cultural play over the course of time. Uh, I think there's a, I think there is political, what I've come to believe is I think there's political motives behind promoting abortion that have to do with keeping certain communities, uh, one that you might happen to belong to, um, uh, pressed down and oppressed. You know, um, I think one of the, if if they hadn't pushed abortion so so hard in the black communities, there'd be a lot more black people, right? And and when you look at Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood and the whole genesis of yeah. that, she was absolutely racist. Yeah. And it's an important thing. And again, the mainstream media won't cover yeah. those issues, but it's a really important thing that people do have to do, yeah. do have to I, realize. I, I would say know. for me, like. I don't have kids, so it's a different perspective than you guys. Like you have kids, you love your kids. Sal has kids, DJ has kids, so it's a little bit different perspective for me not having kids. Um, but I would say, like, I'm I, I'm not even a solid. I'm not really set in my stone on, on this issue. I feel like I'm constantly evolving, and the older I get, the more I, I've gotten to where I'm at. Um, whereas before, I was like told, like when I, if you would ask me this question when I was 25. I'd be like, absolutely, pro-choice, pro-freedom, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think now, I, I think there's still scenarios where it's appropriate. Um, that's my personal opinion. And I do not like the way that it's marketed. I do not like the way it's paid for or funded. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. It's a com- it's just a complicated issue, man. Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about this. At least I'm, I'm also pro-life. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I am, yeah. right? But I, I also recognize, too, that you know, as a society trying to try, trying to have the solution be this moral uh argument and you're arguing towards another side that does not have any moral establishment or values you're not going to get anywhere right um so i am on the same belief you know I, I think i think it's important to remove that moral obligation and, and you don't make this a taxpayer publicly funded um Operation. genocide essentially yeah. you know what i'm saying well, but, dude, but and that removes my moral obligation because at the end of the day my moral obligation is i'm not doing it yeah right and, and i'm not paying for it and then at some point you know when you leave this earth you have to justify your actions and answer to whoever you believe and pray to um and that's not for me to decide you know and i think that was the conundrum right because we had the whole vaccine thing it was like my body my choice well where do we draw that line and so you know you can't you can't have just a little bit of freedom on certain things right yeah like we got to be able to say as a society collectively, this is where we're going to stand. I, I think it's an important issue. You know, I can't believe it's number one, honestly. Yeah. Like, but I think it's a very important issue that should be discussed openly without the, you know, the typical, you know, uh, moral superiority. Yeah. Game like, play. dude, look, yeah. this is, we're all in this together, man. Like we got to talk about these things and be real about it. The realist in me which is something that, that I identify with very strongly. And I try to, to run my whole life on the reality of situations 
is that we have a lot of people in our society right now that I truly believe should not be having children. Yeah. That's, that's a fact. Um, you know, and, and so I, I have to question, is it morally okay to support people having children that, that are not able to even support themselves? And what are we creating by that? And if we are going to be pro-life and we are going to remove this situation, um, what are we going to do to help those people raise their children the proper way instead of just plugging them into a system that, that clearly doesn't work? And so those are all things that go into my thinking when I think about this and speak about it. And, um, you know, I, I have friends that are, they're even, we have family members who are abortion activists. And, uh, you know, I, it's just a really, it's, 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 it's a, it's, it's it's a, a complicated issue. Uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, where I'm at, man, is like, you know, people have to live with their own decisions right. and, and, you know, it's a hard I think, decision. One, I think, of, one of the things that I, I, from my perspective, being yeah. strongly pro-life, I mean, yeah, yeah. one of the things that is good and is interesting and the mainstream media again, won't cover it is that younger and younger generations are actually more and more pro-life. And one of the reasons is actually because of ultrasounds mm -hmm. and people look at this and they say like, that's a life. Yeah. And they hear the heartbeat. People yeah. look at it and they see a heartbeat and they say, and they, and they say, they say that's a life. And it's one of the reasons why, why we, we are becoming, and we have the opportunity to become, and this is, this is, again, I believe this is a good thing, more and more pro-life because people are, people are, are seeing that. Mm -hmm. um, and I also think that as we proceed on, on this issue and others, it's incredibly important that we have clarity, that we have compassion, that we approach all of these issues. And we recognize that like people can disagree on issues and still have completely, on even this most controversial issue, and still have completely rational conversations about it and recognize, hey, we might disagree on this and we might disagree with, with some people incredibly strongly. Yeah. And we let people know how we, how we feel I, I, and where I, we stand. Yeah. I agree. I think it was, you know, a pretty amazing com conversation from a conspiracy theorist, you know, a corrupt politician, <laughs> a racist, <laughs> and a most racist man in the room. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, mean, imagine that. Look, dude, you know, the truth is about that. Like, I mean, I think that's the really, the really, the bigger issue is um, we've lost the ability to do what we just did. Mm. You know what I mean? In this country, like we have to be able to come together and recognize no matter what color your skin happens to be or no matter what. Uh, economic situation you happen to be in or who your parents were, or what country you came from or whatever. This is America, man. And we're all in this, we're all in this one single boat together. Yeah. Right. And we should stop trying to drill holes in the bottom of the boat just because we don't like what the guy paddling in front of us is the way he's paddling. Right. Or the no, color he, of he farted. I'm stopping. Right. Fuck like, him. Yeah. But like, <laughs> well, hold on now. Cause I mean, th <laughs> those are cultural norms that, that have been established over decades and decades and decades to divide. It's, it's, it's not divide and, and conquer. It's not divide and conquer be, because that's a lie. Like that's a strategy that works. Yeah, that does. It does work. And you know, the further that we buy into this idea of left and right and white and black and, uh, Blue pro life, or, pro yeah. choice, right. uh, this, that the, the, we're playing into their, to their strategy naturally. And we have to, as humans and American citizens, understand and be smart enough to rise above that agenda to actually have conversations that are real. Yeah. And, and one thing I'll also just say briefly from a historical period, 
we're in a time of tremendous consternation and change, okay? This is like in, the, in America when the Whig Party collapsed, right? And the Civil War and all of these things, like this is a time of tremendous, tremendous consternation and change. You had the first you know, Civil War, the Revolutionary War in the United States. You had the Second Civil War. We had lots of times of tremendous upheaval. We had a lot of upheaval in the country in the late 1960s. There's a tremendous amount of upheaval and instability. And in that, in that, I actually think there's a there's a, a very, very, very strong pro-freedom, pro-patriotic movement of people who are willing to stand up for this country. And that's actually, I think you may see a real resetting of the current political parties, because right now, neither one of them are working for, for the people. People are looking for a third option. Yeah, or, or, or they're working. Look, what's, what's happening, I think, with the patriot movement right now is that, is that it has taken over at an electoral level, the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. It has not taken over at the elected official and donor level. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you look at where the people who are voting Republican are at, they're in a different place than the Republican office holders who continue to disappoint them mm -hmm. and, and a lot of the Republican donors. So you're either going to see that the patriot movement, the freedom movement takes over the Republican Party or there is a possibility that there's another party, but one of those two things is going to happen. Yeah, I think I. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I don't know which one either. Right. But I right. can tell you this. You know, I, I get a lot of feedback, and the feedback I got two years ago talking about this to to validate the point that you yeah, made about yeah. people on the street. You know, when I first started talking about the the globalist movement and what yeah. was happening, you know, uh, you know, it was conspiracy theory. Right. right. It was all the ist. Right. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm all. The, yes. I'm all the names. Yes. I'm all of them. You know. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, and you know, now it's, now the, the tone is different. Um, the same people that were like, Andy, like, dude, cause like a lot of people, they don't, a lot of people know me now as, as a commentator on what's going on as current yeah. events, yeah. where in reality I had the number one podcast of entrepreneurship of all time. Okay. So I had a lot of people who were entrepreneurs that didn't necessarily share my political right, viewpoints right. and they let me know it. Right. Yeah, I heard you guys. Yeah. All right. Uh, but those same people who appreciated my viewpoints and, and my help for them in their businesses have now come back around and are like, dude, holy shit. I saw, I see what you're saying. And so now, so there is a, there is a transitioning happening. And, 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 you know, when you use the analogy earlier of the pressure, right, the, the pressure yes. that the left is putting yes. on, you know, when you, when you keep putting pressure and pressure and pressure on people, it's only a matter of time historically when they, when they've had enough and the pressure, the backlash pressure is 10 times what the pressure they've been putting on. I believe personally, I don't know exactly how that's going to happen, but I can see the groundswell happening. I the can see massive every groundswell. Day. Yeah. There's a massive groundswell. Yeah. And the way I, the way I put this to people is I say, I say like, look, if, if I had come to people and said in 2017, Hey, guess what? The government is going to threaten to arrest you for going to church. Hey, guess what? They're going to take away the free speech rights of the president of the United States of America. Hey, guess what? They're going to do this. They're going to do this. You would have, you would have thought, I like Eric, but he sounds a little crazy. But yeah. now all of these things have actually come to pass. Right. And like I said, people have woken up to the truth and they've recognized that the, the real threat that the country's facing. Well, Bro, we've been going for over two hours. Yeah, man. We're going to cut great. this into a two-part episode, I cool, think. Cool, cool. Just because so, I don't want people to, to lose it on the two-hour length. Awesome. But, uh, bro, thanks for coming in, Yeah, man. thanks, man. This has been Always a super good. fun conversation. Uh, very excited about you getting getting uh, this this 
we need more people like you, bro. Thanks, man. And and I Thanks, mean man. that on a on a on a on every single level. You know, Thanks, I know bro. the left has come after you hard. I know the media has come after you hard. And I think people, from what I can tell, are smart enough to recognize um, that that that's actually an indication that you might be the exact right person for the job. Thanks, so, dude. How can people help you? How can they help you uh, with your campaign? You, you, well, you know, so on the campaign front, uh, people can come out to ericgreitens.com. It's just E-R-I-C-G-R-E-I-T-E-N-S.com. And we'd be honored. Anybody who wants to come out and join our movement to take the country back, please come out, sign up. We'd be honored to have them. And I would also say, most importantly, I, we're going to win this campaign and we want everybody's help. Right. And me winning the campaign isn't enough. We need to take back the country. So what I'd ask everybody to do is to check their own hearts and ask themselves what they can do for our country right now and to do that. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, man. Bro, will you, uh, will, you, will you come back on occasionally to- uh, Always, anytime, right. anytime you want. All I'm right, here. Cool. I'm here. It's cool. fun, man. This is, I, dude, I, listen, Eric and I have some of my favorite conversations of anybody that I talk to. Um, I learn a lot every single time. I learned a lot today. And uh, dude, I just appreciate you, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. DJ Cell. Thanks, man. So that's the show, guys. If uh, if it made you laugh, it made you think, if it gave you a new perspective, if you learned something, please share the show. That's how we grow the show. Uh, it's entirely word of mouth. I don't run ads over the show. Our success is entirely based on you, which is how I like it. So if you liked it, share the show. If you don't like it, tell me to eat shit. We'll be cool. <laughs> yeah, went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. Close.